This is TMBC. We are back in the Watchtower. You're listening to TMBC, the podcast that promises not to steal your girl. My name is Jason, a.k.a. G-Rex, a.k.a. that guy from that thing. With me, as always, Chase Your Dreams Anderson. Hey, man, I never made no promises to steal, not steal anybody's girl. Oh, well, our podcast did, so nobody's going to lose their girl to our podcast. Uh, Dang it, I should have read the contract, the fine print. <laughs> How you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. How about you? Well, not too bad. Just, uh, just working my life away as ever. No, I see. I see. You got your Novacore shirt on. Repping the Novacore, dude. I gotta, yeah. I gotta do my service. Serve my galaxy. That's pretty cool. Yeah, what, what quadrant? Which quadrant? Do, um, do they serve? Are they the same as the uh, Green Lanterns? I honestly, I'm not sure. They might be, dude. You don't. If even I know? was, if I was in the Green Lantern Corps, I'd be in 2814. But point one or two, three, four. How many do we have now? I don't know. There's, I think there's what five Green Lanterns, and, and I've never seen one of them fly over my house. Isn't that crazy? I know. The odds of that. No, the not odds because they didn't fly over my house. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like the odds of if somebody not seeing If they did fly over my house, then they'd be like, oh, what are the odds? But if it's not, it's like, oh, yeah. The well, but odds I mean, are at the same me. time, like we got five Green Lanterns. They're the only people flying in the sky. If you're Don't they have a whole quadrant to look after? And a all sector. F- a sector. Se- sector. Yeah, come on. Pardon me. Don't they have a whole <laughs> sector of like millions of planets to go look after? And oh, all yeah. five of them are on Earth? They're all from Earth, so I mean, maybe who knows? Maybe even maybe they should stop getting the from only Earth and planet. start getting some from the other. I don't know maybe there are more. I don't know. I never hear about other planets that a Green Lantern goes to. Yeah, well, I've read that they had a ton really? of, of planets to uh, not ton of Green Lanterns, but they have yeah. a ton of planets to go look after. Really? Yeah, I read that in uh, Infinity Crisis. That's so like Infinite Crisis. Infinite Crisis. Yeah, yeah I knew that. I don't know. I. Because you you think about it, and you only there's there's five Green Lanterns on Earth, and they're all humans, but they're all in charge of that same sector, and all you ever hear about is like them in the Justice League or them on Earth. Well, in Infinite Crisis, it does say Earth is effed up. Everywhere else is fine. So that's true. Maybe they just yeah they just don't have much to do. Like maybe they check in once every few years, and then leave. Maybe I don't. What are we, uh, this is not the comic book podcast. What are we it's doing? It's not. Right that's now? true. Well, I mean, sorry, I got sidetracked. It's I, all right. You're in the Nova Corps shirt. It's all right. It's still it's it's still, You need it's a Gotham related. shirt. It's all connected. I should. We're I should here. Get a we're, do they have those? I don't know. They might. I, I like Gotham. Get, we're here, here to talk that. about Gotham tonight. So if you like Gotham, then uh, you're in for a treat because I like Gotham. I like Gotham as Greg's well. Rex here. G Rex, the Gingosaurus Rex. I have problems with it, but I like it. We'll we'll get into that as well. We'll we'll talk about that when we. Okay, so where are we going to start now? Uh, let's start with some news. Um, first of all, the the kind of bigger announcement that came this week was that uh, Wonder Woman has found her director. I saw that. Breaking Bad director, you Michelle probably know her McLaren. name. You do? You yeah. never disappoint. She directed uh, quite a few episodes of Breaking Bad, which I, I love that show, personally. You watched the whole thing? I've watched... I've watched most of it. I still haven't gotten quite to the end. I'm not sure exactly where I'm at. Netflix knows, though. I watched every episode. Really? In like a week. In a week? Yeah. That was that week that you never saw me, remember? Oh, yeah. You were like, where's Chase? I thought I was dead. No, I was watching Breaking Bad. That week that I didn't think about you at all. 
<laughs> you can't see it, but there's a tear in my eye. <laughs> I don't. I don't care though. I don't care. That's you know. Uh, sure you don't. You're just gonna cry about it after when we're off the air. When we go back to back down to earth. I got a cold. That. <laughs> Dude. Uh, no, but she. So yeah, she directed quite a few episodes of Breaking Bad. Um, she's also directed, which I I haven't really gotten into The Walking Dead much. Um, but I watched the first episode. Yeah. They messed up a GTO and that was it for me. Yeah, I watched I watched a couple of seasons. Um but apparently the the good episodes of Walking Dead, the best episodes of Walking Dead are directed by her, according to people that watch the show. Really? Yeah. So that's a good sign. Plus, she's also a uh Game of Thrones veteran. I think she's directed like more than ten Game of Thrones episodes. That's pretty cool. Yeah. You have you kept up on Game of Thrones? I've watched, like, let me think. Yeah, I've, I've watched anything of Game of Thrones. Really? Yeah, it's so on uh, H- HBO. HBO, yeah. Yeah, I don't have HBO. All right. Me neither, but I've got a friend who has HBO, so it's pretty much like I have HBO. Just if any of you I out there... I have a friend that has Netflix, so it's pretty much like <laughs> I have Netflix. Thanks, by the way, for the Netflix. You're welcome. <laughs> Anybody out there, if you're wanting to watch any HBO shows like Boardwalk Empire, Game of Thrones, uh, Silicon Valley, just find a friend who has HBO and get them to come over to your house and just like, oh, hey, we should watch Silicon Valley. Oh, you know what? I don't have HBO. Oh, you have HBO. You should just sign in on my Xbox and then never sign them out, ever. Trust me. That's a good plan. I've had, I've had someone's HBO go on my account for like two years now. They, I'm not even sure if they know about it. <laughs> they signed in one time, and that was it. That's the rest of history. Nice. That's oh yeah, pretty, you're pretty sneaky there. <laughs> but the one thing I can say about Game of Thrones is uh, they're really good at, at uh, show like showing character. You know, like uh, giving a good feel for who characters are. Kind of like, and then they kill them. And then they kill them. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I mean, that's like one of the reasons that I'm like hesitant <laughs> to start watching it because they're like they make you love these characters and then they kill them like that. Yeah. And then you're like. It's the worst. They killed off their biggest actor in the first season. I mean, spoiler alert, but everyone probably knows at this point. The winner is coming guy? Yeah, Sean Bean. I've seen the memes. Yeah. The guy from from, uh, Lord of the Rings and a lot of other stuff. He was my favorite character in the first season. I was really really upset when that happened. Well, it's the actor. He dies in every every single one of his movies. Everything, dude. He's always dead. There was a a campaign, social media campaign going on. hashtag, Hashtag don't kill Sean Bean. Have was, a movie where he doesn't die? That was actually a thing, and he because he's in a new show, and apparently they've promised not to kill him in this show. I think I've seen commercials for that show. It was a long time ago, and then it disappeared, so I don't know what happened yeah. to it. I have no idea either. Um, but yeah, that's that's one thing that I think is pretty cool, because uh, I think that's the biggest concern with Wonder Woman, is that we're not really going to get much of a uh, good characterization of her. Like, we're not going to be able to really enjoy the character much but you know just get like a really visual whatever movie that's a lot of action but i think with with her and and her work she's worked in a lot of heavier action shows but she shows you know like she gives you a lot of character um so i think that's something that that wonder woman needs in a movie is yeah they've been they've been showing a lot of character in uh the new 52 run yeah i heard she's got like They've got all these characters, like a supporting cast. Because when you think of Wonder Woman, there's no, there's not actually, like, there's no uh, friends, like yeah. other people that you don't know, like Lois Lane, and, yeah, uh, stuff like that. Um, so if they, you know, follow that their example, then I, I think it'd be a really good movie. Yeah, exactly. That's because uh, 
she, you know, now that, and they're sticking with the new 52 origin of Wonder Woman for the movie where she is uh, a child of Zeus. Um, and so they're, I think they're going to kind of bring in that whole Greek pantheon. What was she originally? Originally, she was made out of clay. And, like, her mom made her out of clay and then, like, said a prayer to the gods or something like that to bring her to life. Sounds pretty Greek. Have you ever, <laughs> yeah. like, studied Greek mythology? They have some weird stuff. Yeah. And even um, her being a daughter of Zeus is uh, totally for that, too. Because oh, yeah. Zeus got around. Dude, freaking got around. I mean, well, if you're Zeus, though, you know. God of thunder. Yeah. Well, the god of everything, really. I mean, he's the, the god of gods. In, so. in Greek mythology, yeah, he's no, he's you gotta, the, you gotta study Greek mythology. No, dude, he's like he's like the Odin of Greek mythology. He he drew straws. That's how he got to be the head god. god Either of way, the heavens. Either way, dude. Hades drew the short straw. Now he's in. He's still yeah. I mean, you got Zeus and Hades, and Zeus came out on top. So he's still he's still the god of gods. I mean, yeah, he's the god of thunder, but he's the god of gods. Yeah, well, there's the whole Titans and everything, which are yeah. above gods. So, anyway, yeah, this is a comic book show. Even this and is a TV, this is TV a, show. This TV, one's TV. TV. Say we were a TV show. That sound, that might sound weird. People might try to check their local. I can't listings. see this. <laughs> but only the video is playing. Look Audio, not video. I am so confused. Right. Batman: Arkham Knight. What you think of it? I thought it was awesome. The Batmobile is awesome. Sick. Yeah. I I like that. Uh, like it's kind of funny, and I don't know if this was intentional or not. But don't you think that the Arkham Knight Batmobile looks a lot like? The the Batman v Superman Batmobile, it's a lot more bulkier. It is bulkier. It's kind of like uh, it's got the the back seat that like opens up so you can like pick people up. That's for like video game yeah purposes. Because I'm like that seems kind of dumb. There should be a rocket booster on the back yeah or something propulsion system. Oh, that was weird. This is for like a video game, so I can see how that's gonna work. So you c- you don't have to get out of the car. Um, you just drop them off because yeah. there's two seats that kind of fold into the back. Yeah. Which is really cool. And uh, the new bad guy is uh, the main antagonist. Yeah, the is Arkham that? Knight. No. Yeah, him. He's cool. He's mysterious. Nobody knows who he is, so I'm kind of excited to see that. But the Scarecrow. And really? We haven't seen the Scarecrow since Arkham Asylum. Yeah. And I never actually played Arkham Asylum. I started with City and then went to Origins. Arkham Asylum's pretty good. Really? You have it? Yeah, Scarecrow's awesome in it, too. So, yeah. So, he'll, he'll be a cool character because... Uh, He's kind of like the same as Batman. They control people with fear. Yeah. And uh, so they'll have him, and then they'll have another uh, villain, a new mysterious, which I think is cool because they're introducing a new character mm-hmm. into the Batman verse universe or whatever it's called. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. And you haven't played Arkham Origins. You haven't beat that. I haven't. No, I haven't even. I haven't even started playing Arkham Origins. I feel you need to because there's a there's a there's a kind of a something that goes on that I need to. Well, we should talk about, <laughs> but I don't want to ruin it for you, so it's kind of hard to talk about it. Yeah, but anyway, I'll, I'll play it. I'll, I've, uh, I mean, I've been too busy playing Injustice lately. But. Yeah, that's pretty fun. So. <laughs> but you've got plenty of time. Arkham Knight comes out next July. Next July. That's the crazy thing, dude. We hear about all this stuff way too soon, especially Arkham Knight. Doesn't it feel like we've been hearing about Arkham Knight yeah, for years? Yeah, it's been a long time. Yeah. Like, uh, they show it to you, and you get all excited, and you're like, oh, sweet, I'm going to go buy that next month when it comes out. Oh, wait, no, <laughs> next year. I know. Because so. I, I, I moved away a little over a year ago, and then I recently moved back, and it feels like I've been hearing about this game since before I moved away. And when so did then, you move back? I moved back in uh, August. 
And I moved away last year, right at the end of August. They don't care. Anyway. Apparently. I know. They're like, what is this guy talking about? I don't give a crap about your moving. <laughs> Talk about stuff I like. Um, speaking of stuff we like, we just saw a movie recently. A movie that not too many people have probably seen. That was the worst attempt I've ever heard. I know, I messed up there in a little in the middle a little bit. Yeah, I should have taken a bigger breath before. It was alright. It used to be my ringtone, or my text message notification. Yeah. So I'd hear it a lot. I used to do that too. I changed it. It's Mega Man's Blaster. No, it's Mega Man when he dies. Mega Man when he dies? That's yeah. pretty cool. That's... Anyway, how did you like the movie? I liked it pretty well. I mean, I don't know if I don't know if people have heard of this series before, um, but uh, this is the third installment in the uh, a little series called The Hunger Games. Um, you may or may not have heard of it, but uh, stars an actress it named Jennifer Lawrence. Depends on if you've been li- living under a rock. Yeah. For the last couple of years. Yeah, the the lead actress. I think she'll. Uh, I think she's going places. Um, but no, this. I mean, honestly, I I really liked it. I so far, it's my favorite. It's my favorite part of the of the series. Yeah, have you read any of the books at all? I read the first two books and like half of the third book, so I knew most of what was going to happen in this movie. Uh, yeah, I've read I've read all the books. The first one was my favorite, mm-hmm. and in my opinion, I think the books go they start out good, and then the second one's all right, mm-hmm. and then the third one I didn't really actually enjoy the third one. Oh, really? So when I went in to see the movie, um, I was kind of expecting it to be like the book which is her crying a lot oh, really? and them trying to make her look seem because it's all about propaganda and they're trying to make her seem like the face of the resistance to yeah. inspire people yeah and she just falling apart behind the scenes in mm. the book which is kind of annoying yeah yeah i guess and from uh, what i read she was kind of yeah she was doing that a lot yeah but the movie jennifer lawrence is great great actress um mm-hmm. did a really good job and uh, just made it work I'm kind of glad that they uh, that they did make her a lot less whiny for the yeah, movie. Yeah, like it's like like they cut it down not even in half, but like like a quarter of what she is in the book. Yeah. So it's a lot. It's really enjoyable, really cool. They they added some really cool scenes. Um, yeah, that weren't in the book. I liked uh, one scene for something that I kind of liked was uh, the scene where Gail calls her out on her. By the way, so I mean we're talking about the movie we're probably going to spoil a few things so just spoiler alerts ahead yeah skip skip past if you haven't seen it yet for, for a little bit so warning so you can't say we ruined it for you yeah we're warning you right now but that one scene where gail completely calls her on her on her crap where gail gail oh, yeah. is like i knew you'd kiss me right there she's like how do you know i didn't she's like come on like basically basically he's just saying that she like she's She's one of those people that has the uh, the instinct of just running to somebody if they're if they're in need or if they need help. Yeah, especially with her that little love triangle. Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of the love triangle because it kind of had like Twilight incorporated in the book when I was reading it. And yeah, I, it like, makes it I don't I don't really care. I want to know about like the the capital. I want like the resistance in the capital and her defying. Yeah, like the the actual war. They had to add that for teenage girl purposes, of course, but. <laughs> yeah, that was a pretty good. That was pretty funny. It was. I I really wanted to laugh in that scene, and I feel like I feel like the director. So you know where the you know where the the movie ends, right? That very last scene where with Peta with Peta in that in that bed. I forgot that was gonna happen at yeah. the very end. I forgot that that was gonna happen. I know. Too. I was like, I was like, oh hey, he's back. Awesome. He, they're gonna go. He's gonna be like, talk to him. But no, I'm like, I remember. Oh, he's freaking brainwashed. Yeah. And uh, so like it's quiet. 
He they make eye contact. And he attacks and he just her. Freaking goes at her. Okay. Holy crap! Here, here is the thing, and I feel like the director probably wanted the movie to cut off right when he attacks her, or right when she goes unconscious. But I feel like the studio probably didn't want the movie to end with him just like beating the crap out of her. That'd be like super cliffhanger. Yeah. Everybody, because once the movie would end, everybody would just go, <gasps> "No way!" Yeah. Which I thought, I thought that, that would have been cool. Yeah, it worked. I think so too, and I, I, I think that it was definitely like uh, the studio sort of saying, "No, we can't have this movie end like this. Like that would be the worst way to." You know, to end this movie or whatever, like we can't have because it's, it's kind of aimed more at a younger audience. Yeah, they they added a little bit more of an epilogue. Yeah, or what's that called at the end? Epilogue. I guess not sort of an epilogue, but I I think really since this is a two part movie, it's more just something that leads. That's yeah, just well, they they talk about the what hap- like what's going on. Yeah, and, that's uh, true. They explain it and everything. Kind of like sum up. Yeah, the movie. I think that would have been way better to have the second movie start that way. That would have been such a good cliffhanger. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder how it's gonna start because it ends with her. Um, she she walks slowly up to a room. Mm-hmm. Is that the ending? Yeah, and he's just and sitting he's there just shaking, freaking out, tied yeah. down to a bed because the capital had brainwashed him and gave him back to the rebels on purpose. Yeah. So I know, man. And and here's one thing that I that I was thinking about while I was watching that movie. So you heard that uh, Chris Hemsworth, aka Thor, was voted the sexiest man alive, right? By People Magazine or whoever the hell does that. that. I don't. I don't read People Magazine. Well, Chris Hemsworth is now the sexiest man alive. How must that feel to be his brother? Like, like Liam Hemsworth, who plays Gale in Hunger Games. They look the same. They look the same. Yeah. Like, hey, awesome. But like, where? I wonder where he ended up on the list. Like, if he's like fifty, is there a list? It's got to be weird. Yeah, it's a whole list. list? Every year they do it. Let me. I'll. Mm. I'll find out. Let's see here. I just thought it was like, oh, hey, that person's popular now. They're good looking. Let's make them. Yeah, yeah, because because I know Chris Pratt was like uh, you know one of the people. Um, yeah, apparently he's like the new teen heartthrob that everybody Chris, loves. He was he's in the new trailer for Jurassic World, which we'll talk about here in a sec. Yeah, but yeah, he's his popularity skyrocketed after Guardians. I know, right? He's like lost like a rip now. He was in uh, what's the. Parks, Parks and, and Rec. Rec. Yeah, he was, he was a, chubby in Parks and Rec. He was a fat guy. But uh, he, he, uh, yeah, like he first of all just got jacked um, for Zero Dark Thirty, and then had to gain the weight back for another movie, which I don't remember. And then yeah. he lost all the weight again for Guardians. Yeah. Like, oh, that's gotta be. Huh, I know. I can't even imagine doing that. I can't even gain weight in the first place. Yeah, he's been he like looked. he's been a lead in like. The biggest movies, like he was, he was the main voice in uh, in Lego Movie. Um, That's right. And then you know, and then Guardians, and now he's going to be in Jurassic World, which is going to be. I mean, just because of the franchise, it is, but it seems like it's actually going in a good direction. But it looks really cool. Yeah, but just because of the franchise, it's going to be a blockbuster. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, no matter what, I mean, it's Jurassic Park is one of uh, you. Uh, what studio? Uh, Universal. It is Universal. That's what I was gonna say. I thought I was messing up, but yeah, I went to Universal Studios and they had it. That Universal Studios could have tipped me off. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, they have a huge attraction ride there, mm-hmm. which um, it's kind of boring compared to some other ones, but it was really cool. Um, but yeah, so it's huge. Yeah. And uh, this movie's gonna be pretty big. Yeah, I really, I'm not like I'm not sure who. I'm still trying to find out 
where Liam Hemsworth ended on the on the. You're list. still looking through the list. I'm still looking. Like I'm looking to find out, and because it doesn't show like a full breakdown of the list. There's some weird choices in here, by the way, but I can't I can't find Liam Hemsworth. He's not in he's not in the top twelve. Bummer. Who got second? That's gonna be cool to get second, but oh, second's always kind of like bittersweet. It doesn't. So it doesn't. On on at least what I'm looking at, I'm on it's People magazine who uh, who votes that. Um, but I'm on their website and it doesn't show like a rank. But they've got like Tim Tebow for some reason and Michael Strahan, which is weird with that tooth gap. Um, but like Blake Shelton, I think it's just popular people. Like the I think so too. The most famous people right now. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how they come up with. But it. I mean, Chris Pratt was on the wrist and uh, Idris Elba, who plays uh, Heimdall. He's pretty cool. He got there, there's a big controversy about him because he he hated playing Thor and he's like, oh, this sucked. And everybody's like, well, don't go complaining about your role. But did you read about that? I didn't. No, I thought you posted it. everything I read. You post. All right. So I'm, I always assume that you know what I'm talking about. But yeah, there was there was kind of a, a thing with him, um, talking about how crappy it was to work on Thor because. The, um, scheduling conflicts and being on plane, and you just complained about it, and everybody's kind of like, "Really? Are you gonna complain about that?" That's crazy. But I'd still, I'd still love to see him play uh, Green Lantern, but that's just John Stewart. Yeah, that'd be way cool. I know. But oh um, yeah, he made he played uh, Nelson Mandela. And yeah, he said I had to come back here and play this role, like the the role. Oh the movie yeah, was, yeah, uh, not worth his time kind of thing that's what that's what everybody's mad about because yeah, he's like well through. now i gotta come back here and do all this crap um can that's not a quote or anything but <laughs> yeah going going from playing nelson mandela to playing a guy dressed up in armor fighting uh fighting random norse alien mythology yeah. people then i can understand that but at the same time i mean it'd still be awesome i didn't actually see mandela not a lot of people did i like didn't what i, I heard either. that I just saw his face on the posters, and I was like, "Oh, yeah." That I mean, I'd it. watch it, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't remember it. But anyway, going back to um, the brothers Hemsworth, did yeah. you uh, watch that? There was actually a video, mm-hmm. and uh, Woody Harrelson, yeah, <laughs> didn't know they were brothers. The video is taken off of YouTube for some reason. Yeah, it's it's from it's from YouTube. It was during in an, uh, an interview for Catching Fire. Yeah, it was an older one. Yeah, and and they're they're sitting there talking, um, and the interviewer was like talking about. He said something about how Liam's brother had a new movie coming out where, uh, you know, where he played like he he was kind of beating around the bush about it, or like you know a, a guy that swings a hammer or something like that. And then uh, and Liam goes, yeah, yeah, Chris's new movie's coming out. We got two movies coming out at the same time. And Woody Harrelson's face, he's just <laughs> looking over and he's like, wait, what? You guys are brothers. <laughs> Thor is your older brother? Like, you have the same last name. I never put that together. <laughs> uh, whose name is Hemsworth? Yeah, seriously. Uh, like, no one. seriously. The, the oh, only two people, and two they look the same, Hemsworths too. that basically look like twins. Yeah, I should put that. I'll share that to our Facebook for those curious. Um, yeah, it's pretty funny. That was, yeah, I know, that was a funny video. GIFs with uh, captioning. I don't know if you can find those. Yeah, somewhere. Somewhere along the line. If we find them, you'll be able to see them. Yeah, just uh, go to facebook.com slash that might be cool to find this and other cool things that we post. That might be cool. <laughs> that might be cool. Depends on your, your opinions and what you like, you know. Yeah, also depends on the title of our show. Um, <laughs> what's, uh, so I still haven't seen the Jurassic World trailer. What can you tell me about you it? You haven't seen it? I haven't seen it. Okay, so to sum it up, 
It's about dinosaurs. Yeah. They've opened the park. Okay. You know, the one that never got opened in the first one? Yeah, yeah. It's Jurassic World, and they go there, and uh kind of shows like an amusement park, and they got different attractions with a big, huge uh, underwater dinosaur eating a great white shark that they hang over it. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. I can remember it. I watched it. It was a long time ago, almost an hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> but... Basically, they finally figured out all this, and they've learned so much from genetics mm-hmm. that they can act, they actually made their own dinosaur. Hmm. They made a really intelligent one, and then Chris Pat comes in, and he's got his Indiana Jones get up. <laughs> he looks, he looks like, and he looks like a bad A. He walks in, he's all serious. He's like, "You've got, you guys have gone too far. You shouldn't have done this." And then they find out that the it's a girl dinosaur mm-hmm. that they've created. It's really intelligent, and they have to close down the park. And there's an adventure, kind of like the the first one, you know. Yeah, yeah. Holy crap! We gotta fix run this. away, fight it. I don't know. Yeah. To close down the park, and you see um, scenes of people running out of the park. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, you're gonna see some people getting eaten. <laughs> I think that would be pretty cool. I think that'd be cool too. I don't know for a family movie. Is it is it just me or does uh, Chris Pratt seem to be playing like all of the Harrison Ford roles? You know what I mean? He's a new Harrison Ford? Yeah, like I mean, Star-Lord was a lot like Han Solo. Dude, you're right. He's got he's doing the Han Solo or Star-Lord. Yeah, and now, uh, now Indiana, Indiana Jones. Jones. I don't know what his name's going to be. It's probably going to be like <laughs> something cool. Montana Smith. Hannah Montana. <laughs> his brother. <laughs> Hannah Montana's brother. Um yeah, dude. I uh, and I'm liking like I like that. You know, Harrison Ford's one of my one of my favorite actors. His his roles are always awesome. But doesn't it kind of seem like Chris Pratt's the new Harrison Ford? That'd be cool. Yeah. I mean, hopefully he's in. He's get some more cool bad bad A roles because yeah. he's he's awesome. I don't know. Now if he's got to have like a Blade Runner movie. I never saw Blade Runner. Really? I didn't even know what Blade Runner was until I saw the shirt that Harrison movie. Ford wears, where he's like, um, Ian. Uh, oh yeah, when Kellen says, I'm, I'm Gandalf. And, and Magneto. Magneto. And then uh, Harrison Ford was like, I'm Han Solo, Indiana Jones, and Blade Runner. So I don't care. Yeah, something like that. I don't yeah. give a F. Had the F word in it, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. That's funny. But I love Harrison Ford. But yeah, it seems it seems like Chris Pratt's kind of going, going, going toward the Harrison Ford roles. Maybe he's maybe that's his lifelong ambition. Life I should goals. talk to Chris Pratt. Find Dreams out. True. Who doesn't want to be Indiana Jones? I know. Anyway, uh, that that about wraps it up for the news that we really felt like uh, talking about this week. Um, nothing super new right now, um, but we will come we'll come back with that uh, anytime anything breaks. Um, another reminder here to uh, catch up if you're listening to our comics episodes. Um, next week we'll be re- uh, reviewing Volume Four of Red Lanterns. That one's called Blood Brothers. And then Volume 1 of Black Widow, that one's called, um, what is it, The Finely Woven Thread, something like that? Yeah, I've, I've read the first issue. Mm-hmm. I read it last night. I downloaded it, and uh, it's pretty good so far. So far, yeah? Yeah. So. All right. Yeah, and if you, if anyone wants to keep up on that with us, uh, just make sure you, you find those. Um, we've got links on our on our Facebook and on our websites and on our Instagram of where you can... Uh, where you can buy those, whether it's digital or ordering them online or even finding uh, the comic shop locator, finding a comic book store near you, or even borrowing it from a friend. Um, Which is what I'm going to do because I'm holding your copy of Red Lanterns in my hand right now. There we go. And I'm going to take it home and read it. F yeah. So 
look forward to next week for us reviewing that. Um, but now we'll get into our main discussion, which is about TV shows. So what TV dun, dun, shows dun. are we going to talk about? What are the main ones? Um, well, first of all, the, the one that we're both watching and that we're both completely current on is Gotham. Um, and I might as well just, uh, just start talking to that. So for, for people who don't know what Gotham is, it is basically a show that is set, uh, the, the, the actual time period in this show is completely ambiguous. I Some, can't. Sometime, well, they got cell phones and then they use cars from the seventies. Yeah. So. And like the fifties, there's old cars in there too. Yeah, I know. Like they, the, the taxi cabs yeah, are like, like those. the old fifty ones. Yeah. But I, I kind of like that they have that. Where it's not like a set time period, and they kind of have uh, you got to have modern technology like cell phones so they can talk yeah. talk to each other. But like having the old cars kind of like sets the mood for the, like the old school kind of Batman. And then they show scenes of the city, and all the landscape just looks looks awesome. Like it looks yeah. like Gotham. When I watch the show, yeah, it does. It doesn't look like like New York or like New City. It's like kind of an imaginary city. Yeah, they've done so, a really good job like characterizing it, like making it look like its own place. Yeah, because the, the show is called Gotham, so yeah. having having the city as its own character, which is it, it is in the comic books. Absolutely. Is, Gotham is like a major character, yeah. basically. So, And they've done a really good job of creating Gotham and all everything that's in it, the police station with the cages yeah. on the sides it's just a really cool awesome visually um and i don't even mind that like i don't know exactly all the the time date or whatever yeah they use old printers and or, uh type i know they use like typewriters cool. i think it looks cool so yeah it does look cool it's just like weird when you're trying to figure out when the f the show takes place and just ignore it who cares i guess so it's like comic books you gotta you gotta ignore some concepts and just kind of en- enjoy yeah. the story suspend suspension of disbelief there sure yeah yeah that sounds <laughs> good to me i don't know what that means but i think i can figure it out now yeah, yeah. you just gotta you gotta not like when you when something seems ridiculous, you just gotta not not really pay attention to that. Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones. There we go. <laughs> um. So so the the show centers around Jim Gordon, who obviously you know Commissioner Gordon, played by Gary Oldman in the Dark Knight movies. I think pretty much everyone, especially anyone who's listening to this podcast, knows who Commissioner Gordon is. Uh, this is before he's a commissioner. Way back when he's really young somewhere in his late 20s early 30s something like that yeah when he starts on the force yeah pre-mustache jim pre-mustache. gordon mustache and pre-glasses too yeah I, i'm kind of wondering like if like in like the third season he's gonna start growing a mustache and Dude, that'd like, be amazing what's with the mustache and he's like i kind of like it so yeah that'd be good waiting for that moment i don't think it's gonna be for a while because they're going for like a younger cop yeah jim, jim gordon cop kind of guy yeah D- detective so uh, Jim Gordon is sort of our lens into the world of Gotham. Uh, he's kind of a, and the show sort of establishes that he's from Gotham, but I guess he, you know, he sort of moved away for a while. Like in the comics, he's from Chicago and moves to Gotham. Um, he does come from Chicago. He was a police officer. Was he a police Chicago. officer in Chicago in the yeah, show? Yeah, and then he too? comes here. Okay, so yeah, they, he moves from Chicago, comes to Gotham, and he's sort of, you know, discovering what Gotham is all about. Like uh, the fact that Gotham is pretty much controlled by um the mobs and specifically Carmine Falcone. 
Yeah. Um, I'm still going to call him Falcone. I don't care how they Falcone. pronounce his name in the, in the show. Falcone. It's Falcone. Falcone sounds cooler anyway. I like Falcone. And then who's the other one? Malone? Maroney. Maroney. Um, Salvatore Maroney is the rival mob boss. And he's just under, he's not quite in control. He, he, you know, he's trying to take control. They're rivals. Yeah. They're, they're basically, they're fighting over space. Um, Which is different. In The Dark Knight, mm-hmm. Maroney takes over at um, the yeah, he takes crime over the family, family for Falcone. Yeah, so, which is weird. But in the comics, they were always rivals. Oh, they were? Yeah. And so, so I get, well, maybe in the movie, he kind of takes his place because he's going. Yeah, on, they on were kind of, like, they were kind of. I don't know. It was a little ambiguous because I couldn't tell in the movie if they were saying that like he took over and like just took over all the space, or if like he actually just took over for Carmine Falcone. It like, says if they took friends. over the family. Yeah, I think, in the scene where he tries to shoot Harvey. Yeah, so I guess that would imply that they were they were at least friendly. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, there's a lot going on with those and the penguin. Yeah, penguin is penguin's awesome. All over the place. He he even didn't even know the twist. Really? Which, um, yeah, we'll we'll get to. Robin Lord Taylor, the the actor that plays him. That yeah, he didn't know about? it was coming. That's funny. So, but back back to the be- beginning, um, mm-hmm. when Jim Gordon starts on the force. Um, well, hopefully, you guys seen it. You you guys know what's going on. But for anybody that hasn't, here's kind of a recap: is that Jim Gordon's the only straight cop. Yeah. Even his. Well, straight is in like by the book, yeah, not, not his girlfriend. I mean, their yeah, their their sexuality <laughs> is. I mean, I I don't really I was know so too many shocked, of their sexualities. Dude, when I found out that. His girlfriend is, is gay yeah. or bisexual, but, yeah. I guess. It's like I was like, they get married and have some kids. Yeah, that was weird. Batgirl. That was an inter- like I don't know why that twist was in there. I think that was. She's off with her girlfriend. Yeah, she's right off now. with uh, Renee Montoya, who is one of the other. So so Jim Gordon comes in and he thinks he is the only, the only straight laced, the only by the book cop that is that is in Gotham. And it shows early on that even his partner. Yeah, um, Bullock, Harvey Bullock. Harvey Bullock. Is uh, which we ne- we've never got to see Harvey Bullock in a live action. Yeah, show. he's only been in the animated series so yeah, far, so, which I loved him in the animated series. So he's re- he's really good. The actor that plays him, I don't know his name, Donald Logue. You know that because you know everything. <laughs> um, he does a great job. Yeah, I love really him. Really awesome. They got they kind of got a cool dynamic where they kind of um, Bullock hates Gordon because he's does whatever he wants, but he's a really good cop. He's like a loose cannon, good cop. Exactly. He he kind of, he, he walks the line, uh, and a lot of times he'll step over it, but Jim Gordon's sort of kind of starting to reel him in, giving, giving him hope back. Yeah, they're, they're, they're friends now. They're, yeah. they're not partners anymore. Have you, have you watched the recent... Oh, man. I can't wait The recent Gotham that. last... Jim Gordon's going to Arkham. The, not like locked up there, but he's, he's, he's serving in Arkham now. as a he, guard. Uh, he got framed for causing uh, Lovelace to shoot himself. Love Lovecraft. Craft. Yeah. Lovecraft to shoot Dick himself. Dick Lovecraft is his name. Wow. Um, <laughs> but Jim. So Jim Gordon originally thinks that he's the only straight, you know, or the only the only uh, by the book cop um, in Gotham, the only good cop in Gotham. Later, you find out that a couple of other uh, uh, police officers who are in the major crimes unit are are actually also kind of on the good side trying to rid Gotham of its of its mob holdings and those two cops are Renee Montoya and Christmas Allen. And uh Rene, Renee Montoya is pretty good friends with Jim's uh girlfriend. They are ex lovers and now current lovers. Yeah, the last uh, the last episode um ended and she were, they were in bed together. So. Yeah. Barbara walks out on Jim and goes back to uh goes back to Montoya. That's kind of strange. I know it's really weird. But 
I kind of like how the the show's going on so far. Like uh, when we first started seeing it, it was like um, hints towards all Batman's yeah bad guys. So you you, you see uh, the Penguin obviously, and then yeah. they've got references oh. to the Joker. Okay, we're gonna pause here really quick on talking about the characters. The Riddler, dude. I am loving the he's, Riddler. He's he cool. is the weird guy that nobody likes, and he just wants friends. Did you see his suit, though? His suit looked good. He's got the pinstripe suit. It's, like, yeah. green. It's like, oh. But, yeah. So they have so many little things, like the Riddler and everything. So you're like, oh, I know who. And then Poison Ivy. Yeah. Um, Harvey Dent. Yeah, they're teasing everybody. Yeah, and Harvey Dent. I kinda, I'm kind of i liking the actor that plays Harvey Dent. He's really good. Yeah. Um, But at first, I was kind of, like, hesitant. Like, oh, they're just going to try and throw everything yeah like introduce all these characters years before they turn into their their villain but it's once you start watching the show i've been watching it and it kind of kind of develops into like oh this is everything before it happens yeah exactly you see bruce wayne he's also in the show a lot more than i thought he was going to be yeah for those of you wondering why batman isn't in the show it's because batman doesn't exist yet and he's eight years old he's like 12 well yeah He's he's young. That's and he's friends with Catwoman. Yeah, Selena Kyle. Cat. I know. I hate that they have her call herself Cat. That's kind of dumb. Yeah. So, but it's kind of like uh, the show is kind of just how Gotham forms yeah. before Batman, and then I don't know how they're gonna keep going because it's the Penguins rise to power, and then they have mm. Harvey Dent. He's gonna be a good guy through the entire film because he doesn't turn into the Joker until Batman comes. Yeah. So he's a really good guy. He's Gotham's White Knight. Yep. And uh, yeah, so they are all these. You get to watch all these villains become villains. Yeah. Well, and I'm so I'm loving it. So uh, first of all, the Penguin. What the Penguin is, is in this show is basically he starts out working for um, a mob boss named Fish Mooney, played by Jada Pinkett Smith, um, who is working for Marone or for Falcone, um, and he starts out working for her. And then ends up uh, doing what? What does he end? Up, what's his first screw up that that makes Fish want to kill him? Shoot, dude! I don't know. Don't put, don't put me remember. on the spot. He he does something wrong, and Fish wants to kill oh, he, him. He uh, he bow, he talks to the police. He went and talked to the two major crime units. Oh Robert's yeah, that's right. That's right. And, uh, the the black guy, the two good cops. Um, yeah, he he leaks information that uh, that. The guy. So, so the show starts out with the Waynes being murdered, uh, Bruce Wayne's parents, um, and Penguin leaks information to the major crimes unit that the the guy who they catch, who the the regular police department catches for the murder of the Waynes, was framed, and he was framed by Fish Mooney. Yeah. So they go find him, and Bullock actually kills him, and he ends up being the father of Poison Ivy. Yeah. And so there's a lot. There's a lot going on. So it's. I feel like we're talking about it. It's kind of we're going around in circles, just kind we of like saying stuff and confusing people. But um, if you haven't watched it, go yeah. watch it. The Penguin's basically a spy. Know. Like he is behind the scenes, playing everybody and and gaining his own power. Um, it's it's pretty cool to watch. I really like the Penguin in this show. Yeah. So talk about the Penguin twist. There's some spoilers. So if you haven't. Um, yeah, you guys should you catch up. If you don't it, want, if you don't want you any don't plot want twists book. spoiled, you should probably stop right now and go catch up on Gotham. All right. So I, from now on, we'll assume that everybody that listening is. Yeah. At this point, you can't get mad at us. No hate mail. Yeah. So we're assuming you've you've seen it, but dude, that was crazy. I know. He's been this entire time. He's been playing everybody else, and he's actually working for Maroni or yeah. for Falcone. Yeah, because it starts out as 
he's working for Fish Mooney. Mm-hmm. Fish Mooney is working for Falcone, and she's trying to take over as Falcone. And uh, he messes up. She tries to kill him, and he comes back because yeah, they Jim they have kill him. they hire they so they they basically make Jim Gordon go and kill the penguin. He doesn't actually kill the penguin. He just shoots right next to the penguin's head and then throws him into the river. So penguin escapes. Yeah. So if you've seen it, you know what's going on. Yeah. But the whole time you think he's trying to work for Mar- Ma- Marone. Maroni. Maroni. I just want to say Maroni. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's working for Maroni, and you think, oh, he's just trying to. He's going to the other side to try and get power, and then he's going to become the penguin, the crime mm-hmm. boss, and take you know, be the new rival, yeah. Falcone. But it ends up that he's just a snitch for Falcone. Oh man, that that episode was my favorite. That was so good. Yeah, and this whole time, like everything was planned. He he told Falcone that he wanted Jim Gordon to be the one to take him to to take him out to the docks because he was the only one that might have a chance of actually not killing him. And then that if if he didn't die, that he would come back to Gotham and be Falcone's spy. For you know, for anyone in his circle as well as as the the Maroni family. Yeah, so we're kind of learning that the penguin. He's a survivor. He's a uh, uh, yeah. He's good at you know yeah. manipulating and getting what he he's wants. He's a little rat because he knows that uh, he uh, knows Fal- that Fish Mooney wants to kill Falcone, and he knows that the girl is a spy. Yeah, I know. And, and he's that's- waiting. He, the guy asked him in the last episode that just just was just yesterday. He says, "Why don't you tell him that she's the mole?" And he says, "He says patience. There's a timing for everything." So he mm-hmm. he's kind you she's kind of figure bomb. out that he's good at figuring out yeah planning. He know yeah he's, he's a really becoming good the penguin. Yeah, so you get to see him because be, at first he's like, "Oh, this is just a nervous little dweeb," mm-hmm. but he's slowly becoming yeah the penguin. In the next episode, the teaser, he says, "I say you're penguin," and he says, "The penguin." He's embracing F, it. Yeah, dude. But. I'm so honestly like so far my favorite character in this show is the Riddler. Like yeah. he cuz he's so 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 Riddler's story is he's a forensic scientist for the for the Gotham Police Department. And so um Bullock and Gordon have had to work with him a lot on a lot of cases, take things to him and have him figure things out. And he's always like sitting there like trying to like he's make little jokes. He's socially awkward. Yeah. He's crazy they, awkward. And they kind of just ignore him and go, okay. Yeah, and Nygma, Bullock's crazy annoyed by him. He hates him. Yeah, Bullock totally hates him. But Nigma, like, he'll come with these annoying little riddles, and he's, like, always excited, and he's like, hey, guys, here's a riddle for you. Like, like at the first, it's like, oh, great. They're throwing the Riddler yeah. with the Riddler. Wit I know, they're putting it, it all in your face. But now now that the show's starting to develop, and it's You just realize he's a weird guy enjoyable. that's trying to, like, make people like him by telling him these yeah. weird riddles. With the girl he tries to impress, but ends up... She hates him because he messes up all her stuff. Yeah. This and was like, organized. So he comes, like, and I can't remember what episode this is, but he's talking to he's talking to Gordon and Bullock, and he's like, um, like, they were saying something about games or whatever. He's like, do you guys like games? I love games. And then he was like, he was, oh, like yeah. he was like, he was about to ask him to come over to play some games with him or whatever, and they just, like, walk off, and he's like, oh, okay. Yeah, I don't think he has any friends. friends. I know. And he, like, hugs Gordon in this last episode when Gordon's going to Arkham. Oh, yeah, and they joke. He's like, take him with you. <laughs> I just love it. Like, because he's, he's just that weird guy. Like, he's just that weird guy that nobody kind of, like, everyone just kind of stays away from, and he's a little too eccentric and a little too Yeah, he doesn't understand normal, you know. Yeah, it's just social norms. Yeah, social norms, that's right. Yeah. He doesn't understand that kind of stuff, and... uh 
Which, yes. I mean, I could see turning him into the Riddler, you know. He, he tries really hard, but he's kind of a loner. He doesn't have any friends. He yeah. he sneaks into the, the morgue and starts doing a... Uh, autopsy. Autopsy. And you think, oh, he does the autopsy. And then the real doctor walks <laughs> in and says, get out of here, man. <laughs> he's like, I'm dude, I found something. I, I got something good. Like, Come on, I got it. But yeah, he's a brilliant forensic examiner that forensic helps scientist. him with their... Yeah. So... It'll be cool to see how he becomes, because right now he's still the same guy. Yeah. And there's nothing really for him to piss him off, to turn him into the Riddler. So exactly. I don't think we'll see that for a while. Yeah, well, I think I think over time, it just, you know, like, I think it'll be something that's a really slow burn that just starts to kind of develop. Yeah, but in the, I don't know if you caught this, hmm. or if anybody else caught this, at the end of the last episode, the fall finale that just mm-hmm. aired yesterday, they zoom out of the city, and then they have the Gotham logo, mm-hmm. but you see like a neon sign with a question mark really Green question mark i didn't see the that. riddler like they yeah he's it's on one of the walls in gotham and then they zoom out to the city and then gotham shows up that's and crazy. then the, the teaser for next week dude i wonder so i wonder if they're gonna um since since jim gordon's going to arkham now i wonder if they're gonna introduce jonathan crane and who's who's that he's the scarecrow uh, introduce more kids. They gotta save some. Friend. I know they gotta save, Season but he's two. going to Arkham. So I mean, there's gonna be new people at Arkham, and why not have the Scarecrow there? You know, and he wouldn't be yeah. the Scarecrow; he'd just be the the Doctor at Arkham. Yeah. Well, that's just. Oh man, I thought it was too many villains. Now, that's true. but I think they got their set. Well, villains. they're not really villains in the show, though. Yeah, you know, like a lot of the a lot of the ones that are going to be villains are just characters and supporting characters in the show right now. Yeah, and then because the, I feel like they have too many right now, and they're good for yeah. the first season. Like I was a little hesitant with yeah, Two Face, Harvey Bullock, I'm Harvey Dent. Mm-hmm. I thought it was weird they have the same name. <laughs> um, yeah. but yeah, when he came in, but I was like, oh, he's just he's gonna be a good guy through the whole show. Yeah, is what I'm assuming. But he's got that dark side that you saw when he yells at um, Love... Lovecraft? Craft. Yeah. I, uh, I'm i kind of like... I'm a little... I don't know. Because I, I, I do get what you're saying like with having too many villains and stuff like that shoved into the show. But at the same time, since it is you know kind of before everything happens, a lot of them could just be supporting characters right now and they don't really have to... Well, I'm just saying they got to save some for later seasons. Yeah, they do. Because I'm hoping this, and I'm pretty sure everybody is, if you like it, and the, obviously the people who make it, they want it to go for as many seasons as they can. Yeah, that's the true. The Smallville, the equivalent, uh, Superman equivalent to Gotham. Nine went, seasons. I thought it was ten. I'm, oh, yeah, it was ten seasons. And they introduced Lex Luthor. Mm-hmm. And everybody's, yeah. After season five, I've never actually watched any, but I read about it, that they were just like, screw it, who cares about all this, we're going to introduce yeah. Lex Luthor and Doomsday. Yeah, I know. Doomsday in that show, like, oh, come on. Yeah, but, but I hope I hope they don't do that. No. Like, I think I think it'd just be cool if they introduce these characters super early on and then just have like moments with them as the show goes on and then like, you know, seasons, you know, like four or five seasons later, then we finally get some, you know, Riddler stuff or Scarecrow stuff or whatever, like people that we've seen for the whole show yeah. well, finally I, start to... I feel to, like we're going to be waiting a long time. Probably. Because everything's going to be dragged out because... Yeah. The, the Bruce Wayne's got to grow up. Yeah, the thing with this show is you kind of know what's going to happen. You know mm-hmm. that certain characters aren't going to die. You mm-hmm. know they're not going to be villains, or they they can't be villains until mm-hmm. Batman shows up. Yeah. But they're doing a really good job of, you know, having a good story where you want to watch the next se- next uh, episode. 
Yeah. Because they can't have it like Game of Thrones where they're like, let's just kill off the main character. That's true. They, they can't, can't do, do that, that without yeah. ruining... There's there's um, like maybe four or five characters they can kill. <laughs> yeah. Everyone else they got to keep alive. Because Batman knows them. They're yeah. around when Batman... And Batman's just a kid, so... Yeah, well, and that's the thing is like most of them are always alive. Yeah, so this, this last episode with the assassins trying to kill the two little kids, mm. Selena and Bruce... You don't really care. Yeah. Because you know they're going to get away. Most movies, even if you didn't know he was going to be Batman, you know that the kids are probably going to get away. Mm-hmm. But you don't know for sure. Mm-hmm. But for, when this, you know for sure. Yeah. So it's kind of like a little bit less um, worried like what you get when you watch movies like shows like that. Yeah. I Dude, I'll tell you. So I'm, I'm kind of liking the way Alfred's going in this show. He's bad, eh, dude? I thought his voice annoyed me in the beginning. It did annoy me in the beginning, too. But he's like, I, I just love how freaking hardcore he is. He gets shot. It's a scratch. <laughs> Got that really thick accent. I know. I Welsh so or something. One, like, origin, origin show I would love to see is Alfred's Days in the Secret Service. He was in the Secret Service? He was in the Queen's Secret Service. So That's like, a thing? Yeah, he was, he was British. He was in the British military. It, it varies on the different stories, but the... the the most common retelling or telling of it is that he was in the secret service for the queen, but you know, or he's been in the queen's guard and stuff like that before. I thought he was just a butler and his dad was about the, cause if you read court of owls, yeah, well, his, his dad like, was a butler. Dad is a butler. But once his dad died, that was when, cause it was sort of like a, I guess a family contract or something like that. And so then once it was Alfred's time, then he came back and took care of the Waynes. Oh yeah. I didn't know that. That's I don't cool know how butlers work, but yeah. Well, apparently, not not many people are hiring butlers. That's why Alfred. <laughs> I love that line. I know. I was like, oh, that's a good line because, really, who who employs butlers nowadays? Yeah, nobody. If we knew what the nowadays were, I know. I to- I know. Yeah, I mean, this could be 1968, so they might they might employ butlers then. I don't know. With who knows? cell phones. With cell phones, maybe they're just really high tech in Gotham. That's why it doesn't exist. It was too high tech for us to know about it, and so Gotham is just invisible. That is the worst fan theory I've ever heard. Probably. There's a fan theory, though, that the Penguin is the Joker. I've heard that fan theory. I read that, and I was like, no, no. Yeah. It wouldn't work. He does look, he would make a good Joker. Like, when you look at him, like, oh, he could be the Joker. Mm-hmm. But it, it's like, that doesn't make sense. And yeah. And can't really give an actual origin story yeah. for the Joker. No, which I, I hope they don't do, because Joker... Mm-hmm. I hope Joker doesn't even show up. In yeah. This well, the series. Joker can't be the Penguin. Like, I just don't. I don't know. It, like, because that'd just be weird. Overall, like, it'd be it'd be kind of cool. And like, oh my gosh, they surprised us. But yeah, that would be like something you were never expecting. Here you go, and then they do it, and everybody's like, that was dumb. Mm-hmm. We weren't expecting that because it's dumb. And it's yeah. A bad idea. Yeah. So if they do that, no, just no. Yeah. Maybe that just don't be too weird. do it. If you're thinking about it, I'm talking to the people that make the show. If you're thinking about it, don't do it. You're doing a really good job. Yeah. That's all I can say. I'll tell you the the only thing, the only complaint I have about this show is that I feel like the acting right now, like the intensity of, of the acting for most of the actors right now is about like a at a, a 10. And I think yeah. they need to tone it down to like an, a 7 or 8. The, yeah, there's a couple. Jim Gordon in this last episode. He got heavy sometimes. When he, he like was yelling too, at Harvey. Yeah. And he was like, just calm down down you're not doing a good job yeah just take be more natural yeah just take it down because yeah they'll they'll be like talking and he'll be like quiet to let someone else deliver their lines and then just be back up at 10 just yelling again 
Yeah. You know, because arguments don't really go that way. Like, people don't, like, yell and then just sit there quietly and let somebody talk and then yell again. And then, like, you know. Yeah, there there are some problems with it. Yeah. And but it, the fight scene. Ugh. Then, when uh, the assassin comes in, when he's talking to. They need a new choreographer for the Lovecraft. Fight. Worst fight scene I've ever, I've ever seen. It was almost as bad as Star Trek when Kurt fights. The, have you seen the old one? When Mm-mm. Kurt fights the reptile thing it's I've back never in the seen 60s. that one yeah I've seen I've seen some of the original it is the, series, it's but. the worst fight scene he like goes over picks up a rock throws it it's just it looks horrible so if you haven't seen that look it up just look up worst fight scene is that a Shatman in yeah in history and it was in, it'd be there with what's that I don't know I'm not a Star Trek fan mm-hmm. but it's a big green reptile but anyway there was a really no bad idea. fight she does a, a roundhouse kick you know something that like a girl would do but she, yeah. her leg doesn't even straighten. There's yeah. a tilt, a kink in her knee. She, she kind of just flops around and kicks him in the head, and he's just <laughs> waiting there on his knees. Yeah. So it was bad. I hope they work some of those kinks out because it's a great yeah. show. Yeah, the plot. I love the plot. Honestly, I, I could do without some of the Bruce Wayne stuff. I mean, I I don't mind it, but I could do without it. What Bruce Wayne stuff are you talking about? Just like the the story, like him and Selena, um, their whole story arc and all that. Yeah, I hope. Like, I was hoping that uh, Bruce Wayne was going to be, like, not in the show as much. Yeah, me too. But I'm kind of liking it because it's, it's kind of like there never is an origin story. Like, there's these are the forgotten years of Batman. Yeah, it's true. Because they skip to when he gets older and leaves. That is true. So this is kind of just how he becomes Batman, how he overcomes fear, which is cool to mm-hmm. watch. I wasn't expecting it, but I'm liking it now. Yeah. I think it's cool. And I I do like the relationship between Batman and Catwoman, like, in general. Um, if you ever want to hear a really good, concise kind of look at what, uh, what Batman and, and Catwoman's relationship is like or why Batman is always involved with her, I was listening to a podcast the other day. It's the, the Word Balloon podcast. Um, it's another comic book show. Um, but the writer who, uh, who did the Red Hood story with Jason Todd, um, he was, he was talking about Batman and Catwoman and their whole relationship. And he gave like a a really good definition about why Bruce always goes to, goes back to Catwoman, um, and all this stuff. I think this was back in either 2013 or 2012 that they did the interview, but just go like search word balloon, Judd Winnick. Um, he's the writer that that did uh, the Under the Red Hood story as well as a bunch of other like Green Arrow stuff and Green Lantern and a few other stories. But uh, it was a really, it made me really interested in like just why, because I've never really understood why Batman would be involved with Catwoman before. But Yeah. She's kind of, I don't know, she's just, she's sort of like his poison, but he, I don't know, he gave a really, just a really good answer for what, what kind of, their relationship is defined by yeah the dynamics of their relationship and everything yeah but uh i think he kind of i think he kind of like likes her even though well obviously yeah that she's she grew up on the streets and she's kind of like him Mm -hmm. but this is just what i think Mm -hmm. um in the tv show gotham he's she kind of is introducing him to gotham because they go hide out in gotham and she shows him the underground where all the runaway kids live there's like a, a mall for without the crappy music as mm. she says it um but yeah so she's kind of introducing him to and they jump over the roof yeah and yeah so she's kind of like cool to see introducing him to the dark yeah. side of she's exposing him to 
I mean, exposing him. That's a good way. Yeah, like she's because you know basically exposing him to life outside of Wayne Manor. Because he's he is kind of a weird kid. You know what I mean? The yeah. way he talks and everything. You're like, this kid is pretty weird. But at the he's same like, time, you're like, if you if you were raised in a freaking manor with a butler, you'd probably be a little weird too. Yeah. He's he's a he's proper, but he's he's you know he's Batman. He's a good kid. He's not stuck up, spoiled yeah. rich kid. Yeah. Oh my gosh, dude. That that oh, scene. Dude, what? That scene when he's in school though. That freaking Tommy Elliot, the kid that like pushes him around in school. Is that not the worst kid actor that's ever been in anything? I, I don't. Remember. The kid with the braces that pushes him around. The Bruce that Alfred takes him back. Oh to yeah, punch and he's later. like asking it. He's like. Your parent, you watch your parents. Did die? you watch your parents die? Yeah. Was there guts? Was it gross? I was like, no kid would ever ask that. Yeah. I don't think so. I don't know. We're here in Utah. Well, regardless, so. yeah. Well, but like, even regardless of whether or not they'd ask it, that kid just sucked at acting. Yeah, not the worst I've seen though, because I don't actually remember him being that bad. Really? I don't know. I that kid bugged me. I There's just wanted some to punch bad him. actors out there. I wanted to punch that kid straight in the face. I'm a grown man, but I don't care. Batman's face it? deserved to be punched. Bruce Wayne. His name's Bruce Wayne. <laughs> Keep referring, little Batman, little little Batman, little Batman. Um, but anyway, I think uh, that wraps it up for the Gotham summary. We'll move on. We'll talk about one more show today, and then we can we can talk about a few as our episodes go on. Uh, <laughs> the show I want to talk about, go, go for it. Which Chase is crazy excited for is Arrow. I don't know how it's so popular. Really? I don't know, man. I haven't watched much, but like every time I try to watch it, I'm, I'm just like. Seriously, like the acting is like they're trying way too hard. I saw Roy Harper talking to yeah. um, the blonde girl. She said she was cool. She had a ponytail. She's the girl that kind yeah. of intel. That's Felicity. Felicity? Yeah, that's her name. Cool. But yeah, he, he's talking to her and he's trying to explain something and I just couldn't watch it because it was like, oh, that's just horrible acting. It's It's got the same problems that Gotham has. Yeah. So it's sometimes they... they you know, take it up to a ten when they should really be somewhere around a six or a seven. Um, the acting does it's not natural. Yeah, nobody naturally talks like that seriously. Like, I can't remember what they were talking about, but I was just like pissing me off. Yeah, it was. And Roy, Roy is probably one of the worst actors in the show, and so that was definitely not a good sample size for you to get. <laughs> um, but the guy that plays Ollie, um, or they call him Oliver in the show. They never call him. Well, his sister calls him Ollie. Um, he doesn't look anything like. He doesn't. But I mean, he doesn't act like it either. Ben He's McKenzie like, doesn't look anything like Jim Gordon, though. Yeah, but that's th- twenty years before. It's true. Fifteen, maybe. I'll say fifteen. Well, yeah, but I mean, this is—I mean, this is Green Arrow when he's starting out too. So I mean, he probably wouldn't have a goatee and stuff yet, and especially now. He's blonde. Yeah. And he's—he's he's like not dark. He's kind of like the wisecracking kind. Like the, from yeah. what I've seen, he's like really cool, funny. It's chill guy. It's a lot different from from who he is in the comics because yeah, in the comics he's like wisecracking, he's crazy liberal. Um, he's always you know, like he's the loud mouth of of the Justice League. Yeah. Um, and he's the guy. He's a lot like Batman, except he's a lot less uh, calculated and he's a lot more outspoken. He's a little bit more brightly colored. Yeah, crazy stubborn and a hypocrite. Like he is a crazy hypocrite in the comics. Really. Um. And I like him in the comics a lot too, but like it's I, I just sort of look at the show as a different version of him, because um, the the plot itself, the plot of the show itself is pretty great. Like, so he Oliver gets uh, like it shows when he's when the show begins, he's basically you know just a party boy, rich kid or whatever, because his dad you know kind of like Bruce Wayne, he was brought up rich and they've got a really successful company. His dad well, he was obnoxious. crazy rich. 
he was obnoxious. He was an okay. irresponsible piece of crap. Um, and he actually had the long hair at the beginning of the show. Why did he cut it? I don't know, man. Dude, long hair. Don't care. <laughs> he's still he's still half the show because the show basically goes. It do, it tells two narratives at the same time. It tells present and then past, like when he was on the island. Oh, like flashback kind of. Exactly, and so and it's cool because they both kind of tie together in all the episodes, and you it, like it's it's a really cool like linear storytelling. Um, but he he gets he goes out on this ship um, with his dad. Like his dad basically takes him on a cruise on their private yacht or whatever. Um, and he decides to bring, so he's dating a girl named Laurel, who is the black canary in the comics, but in the show, like there, she's going by her anyway, going by sort of a different name. Um, but he's dating a girl named Laurel and he goes on the cruise with Laurel's little sister. So Laurel doesn't know about it, but her little sister, Sarah goes on him with the, goes on the cruise with him. Um, and they end up hooking up and all this stuff. And then these crazy, you know, like a hurricane or tsunami or whatever the F it was wrecks their ship and they get stranded. Sarah gets completely swept away. Um, she did. She, she died. Well, he thinks she dies at first. The spoiler alert. I mean, we said that before, but I haven't seen spoiler alert. I've been really wanting to watch this show. She may or may not die. Just kidding. That, that part's going to be spoiled for you no matter what, but it's, it's kind of one of those things that ends up surprising him later on in the show. Um, but he gets stranded on this Island and, um, who does he meet there on the island but uh, Slade Wilson, a.k.a. Deathstroke. Which had the worst mask I've ever seen. Yes. Both of them. The second one's not as bad, but they're... The first mask was terrible. The, all, the, all their outfits look like crap. They got, like, leather. I don't mind the outfits. He's, he looks like he's got, like, leather, like Daredevil. Yeah, I don't and mind And even that. Roy Harper has the same color yeah. as Daredevil, and so is The Flash. Yeah. I I don't mind that too much. I can look past it, and I mean it it, because it looks good enough. Like I don't, I like the Green Arrow's outfit and Deathstroke's outfit. I liked too. The you know the helmet itself could have looked a little better, but the first one looked like the first one was awful. Looked like a weird mesh mask thing. Yeah, but it was like an off orange, like yellow orange, light orange looking one. Yeah, but he meets Deathstroke, and there's so on this island. This island turns out to be like this huge. experimentation ground for a guy named professor ivo who has been in dc comics before he's kind of this mad I know scientist him from uh young justice there you go professor ivo from ivo. young justice he makes the robots yep so that's what he's doing on this island and he's got this his whole like privatized military battalion which can consi- which includes um deathstroke and wintergreen who's deathstroke's you know like hunting partners oh yeah whatever. they're good buddies and he ends up yeah Dying, probably. They're yeah. really good buddies. Wintergreen ends up dying in the show, but not for a while. And Deathstroke is actually a, a refugee, so he he escaped from... Because like, I, I can't remember what it was that happened, but Deathstroke actually escaped from uh, um, from Ivo's battalion. I guess he was on... I can't remember. Is he a point. superhuman in this? Because like, he's got he's, superhuman stamina kind of stuff. He is just like he normally is. So he's got kind of enhanced strength um and not not at first. Um he gets dosed with uh the this drug they call it Mirakuru. Um he gets Mirakuru. he gets kind of injected with that uh at some point during the show and that's what kind of gives him his abilities, but he was a freaking killer like he was a badass before that. Gotcha. Um but he ends up so Oliver ends up finding him cuz Oliver gets taken prisoner by Professor Ivo. Um, Slade Wilson ends up busting him out and they, they sort of train on that island and, and come up with a way to, to escape the island. Um, and so anyway, the, the past story is kind of about that and that, that's for the first season or two. 
Um, and then, uh, let's see, after, after that, he ends up, uh, they, you know, after a couple seasons, um, and as far as obviously Oliver escapes the island because, you know, the half of the story is him after he gets back from the island, um, and he's as Green Arrow, but when he gets back, he's got this, this booklet his dad left with him, which is basically all the names of people in, in Starling City. That's where he's at um, in the comics. That's his hometown. All the people in Starling City who have who have who've done wrong for the city or who are evil or, you know, doing, like, basically criminals um, in the city. And so he goes back to sort of cleanse the city or, or get rid of all these people. He goes to Batmanize it. Yeah, basically. Um, but it's it's a really good story, and like the Deathstroke story arc, honestly, is pretty awesome. The actor that plays Deathstroke is really good. Uh, his name is Manu Bennett. Um, he's he's been in like some Lord of the Rings movies and stuff like that. Like he's he's a really good actor, and he does well for Deathstroke. Um, and I mean Oliver. Sometimes he Oliver's acting is is leaves a little to be desired. He tries too hard. He tries a little and too hard. And the voice, like I don't know how he changes his voice, but it sounds. Yeah, he's got like in his hood or whatever. He's got like a voice disguiser thing. Basically, it, it spits out noise while he's talking, and so it, it basically drowns out his voice with like a deeper, more distorted voice. Is it? Does he have his company Q Tech or whatever? Yeah, yeah. At least for the first two seasons, he does. Yeah, then he loses it he in loses the third it. season. I don't know. Every time I see it, I'm sorry. It just doesn't look desirable to watch. And I've watched some scenes, and I can't get into it. For I know. Some reason. It it takes a while. It took me probably four or five episodes to actually get into the show, but I was hooked once I was in. It's as popular as it is for a reason. I don't know, man. I, that's why I, every time I see it, it's like, how is that so popular? It doesn't even. Uh, it's maybe I'm not giving it enough of a chance. Just but. like Gotham, the story of it is a lot stronger than the acting and the the costume department and the budget. Yeah, they need a new costume department. Yeah, I I like about half their costumes. With Roy's, I don't. The thing I don't like about Roy's is like the weird lace. It's the same as the green one, just red. It's not the same, no. It's it's pretty di- like because I mean I don't mind the green one at all, but Roy's costume bugs me because he's got all this lace and it makes it look like a freaking like lingerie almost. Yeah, but that's what how his costume is in the comic books. Is it? Yeah, when he's speedy, he's got when a lot he's of, speedy. Yeah, but. yeah. If, even Red Hood and the Red Hood and the Outlaws. He has, I think he has something. I don't think so. On his wrist? He, no, that's just that's just like an archer's thing. Like on his wrist, he's got the little guard or whatever. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about because I ha- I didn't yeah. look that closely enough because I just I kind of just blow it off. Yeah. Every time I see it, but you should. I mean, got to give it a fair shot because the story is good. Deathstroke story arc is good. Yeah, the costumes might get on your nerves, and some of the special effects aren't as good as they maybe could be. Um, but it is on the CW, so there's you can't have a super high standard for what the special effects are going to be. It's not going to be like an HBO show. But uh, I hope the new Marvel TV shows are going to be better. They will. Daredevil, those are Netflix movie yep. uh, TV shows. Netflix production value has been awesome on the shows that they've done themselves. Yeah. So I'm. If it ends I up being Daredevil. Yeah. I don't know. We'll we'll see. We'll see. I just I. I really do like Arrow a lot, and as much as yeah, it's not the same Oliver that we see in the comic books. Just kind of a different. It's just take. a different take, yeah. He he is darker, like he's kind of he's trying to be like they're trying to make him Batman 
a little too much, but I I still like it. Okay, well, decide for yourself if uh, you guys want to go watch Arrow if you haven't already watched it. Just give it a try. I'm saying And five. you guys, uh, if people want to leave comments and hate on me for <laughs> hating on Arrow... If you Don't if you like Arrow, it. let us know. If you hate Arrow, let us know. Uh, send us an email, feedback at at uh, thatmightbecool dot com, and we'll uh, we'll read it on the on the next episode. Let us know what your opinions are on these shows. If you've tried them, if you haven't tried them, what your reasons are for not trying them, uh, what you think is the biggest reason other people should try watching these shows. Um, but yeah, and then also as always, uh, go to our Facebook page, facebook dot com slash thatmightbecool. Uh, we also have an Instagram page, which is at thatmightbecool. Also check out our website, which is still in progress, so some things are a little incomplete, but uh, for the most part, it's getting there. Uh, thatmightbecool.com. And then send us your feedback, uh, feedback at thatmightbecool.com. Also leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher, and let us know uh, what you think of the show, what we can improve on, what we can never improve on, because it's already so amazing. But That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Anything you want to say to the people before we leave, Chase? Uh, I'm trying to come up with something witty, but I got nothing. Got nothing? Nope. All right. Well, we'll leave you with We Got Nothing. See ya.
That's all, folks. <laughs> that was bad. That, that was, was bad. pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs>